Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. God save our gracious queen. Long live our noble queen. God save the UK Tech Weekly Podcast. It's Friday if you're listening mere seconds after we uploaded, which obviously you are. But if not, greetings from the distant audio past. Like the millions of voices captured forever suspended in recorded audio history, here we are, fit to burst at the seams with tech news and opinions like that fat kid off Willy Wonka who'd gone and ate too much liquid chocolate. <laughs> Listener, Augustus Gloop. Ah, that, that guy. We're him. Listener, we're glad you could join us in our audio sweet factory for a spread of tech candy canes, tech bonbons and questionable tech licorice whips to tide us over for this 40 minutes of top tech topics from the past seven days. I'm Henry Burrell, staff writer at PC Advisor and Macworld UK, and I'm dead chuffed to be joined for this special 25th quarter-life crisis edition of the pod by three lucky golden ticket winners from PC Advisor, Macworld UK, Techworld and Computerworld UK. Sweet like chocolate, it's Christopher Manassian, <laughs> staff writer at PC Advisor and Macworld UK. Sweet like chocolate. <laughs> Sweet and sour, it's Scott Carey, online editor of Computerworld UK. Hi. And sweets outside the school gates, it's David Price, (laughs) acting editor at Macworld UK. I don't know what you're implying. (laughs) This week, we are taking in Windows 10, Verizon buying Yahoo, and Apple's mountains of gold bullion. Three, two, one, activate. Microsoft in the 90s was bigger than the sun, so bright you couldn't look at it directly. Then, it shrank a bit and made some dodgy life decisions, but now, things may be on the up. The company finally realised that its software is actually quite good, and maybe it should make it free so everyone in the known universe has it in their home. That was the plan anyway. And Windows 10 has been available as a free upgrade for over a year. But, no longer. Christopher Manassians, why won't Microsoft keep on rocking in the free world? Hey, hey. I love that intro. Um, so, yeah, Windows 10, for those who don't know, was um, was available in 2015, on 29th of July, if I'm not mistaken, 2015. Good date. And year after... Soon coming, 29th of July, 2016, it's going to end. Now, why was it available for free? Because Microsoft wanted to push um, as many people on win- on the Windows 10 platform. Um, so this was a free upgrade for people who already had a Windows operating system, right? Well, not quite, as in that oh, was people who were me. on Windows 7 and Windows 8. So okay. people who were on previous versions, so Vista or XP, for example, um, they had to actually purchase uh, Windows 10. So, okay, so it's an exercise in getting people to upgrade machines or just upgrade for free anyway. Basically, yeah. So as in trying to upgrade people from the 7 and 8 platform in order to try and push either marketing or whatever it is they want through Windows 10 um, and to get as many people on one uh, platform. So the 
biggest thing is when you look at the city, you've got a lot of people running still on Windows XP. Yep. You look at the home PCs, you've got a lot of people running on Windows 7, and you've got very new laptops, um, respectively speaking, before Windows 10 was out on Windows 8. Okay. So, you, so yeah, as, as people listening, if they are listening on uh, the first day that this goes live, this is the last day you can download yep. for free. Okay. So, exactly. but Windows got into well a bit of trouble from some people, didn't it? Because it was pushing the update on people and you know tricking them into downloading it. I don't know if anyone else came across this, but Scott, are you you're both Mac users. We're Scott. both Mac users, yeah. so we're just going to sit here quietly yeah. while you the, guys. The little talk X about... there, wasn't it? The yeah, X sometimes actually... you clicked yeah. X to it actually downloaded it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? everyone knows X means yes, please. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My um my colleague Tamlin was moaning yesterday about being pushed the update every single day. Yeah. So, but the thing is, like, I mean. Christopher, is, is it a good update? Should people actually be wanting to do it if they kind of shot themselves in the foot by impressing it upon people like that? Well, I think Microsoft have shot themselves in the foot by pushing it on people. Yeah. So, for example, we have Johnny in the office. He restarted his PC and he was like, why is my PC saying it's upgrading? And then he turned on his PC, it was Windows 10. Right. And he was livid. He was like, why <laughs> has this happened? And also, it with any update, with any major update, if anything goes wrong, to recover your files can be an absolute pain. Okay. Um, so for them pushing it, it's actually intrusive of your own privacy and your own will, especially if you don't know it. Um, and if you're not super tech savvy of any sort, then you'll probably never notice that that was an actual update to to your newer operating system. So most Windows users were. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think this is a hangover from perhaps traditional Windows platforms? You know, you sort of you go out in like 2001 and you buy a big box with a CD-ROM in it and you upgrade your operating system that way whereas I mean David for how long have Mac users been able to upgrade over the air? Uh, about <laughs> four years yeah, something okay, like that cool. and it's been free since then as well yeah, I, I find the idea thing. of a paid for operating system really sort of bizarre because mm, I mean that's the thing we got uh, we got free um, uh, Windows 10 upgrade until today but uh, how much do we know how much it will cost if people haven't done that? On the top of my head, it's about hundred pounds for, oh, really? for the it's normal for the normal edition. Yeah, I think the pro and the, the pro ones got like to maybe one hundred and eighty or something. Yeah, one hundred eighty, one hundred ninety, exactly. It's a lot of money. It's a lot <laughs> yeah. of money. Yeah, but I mean, you you think of it in in what what David was just saying there. Um, people buy Macs from Apple basically, and mm. it is an Apple ecosystem in that respect. So offering the uh, operating systems almost like a an additional extra. As part of the premium price, perhaps. I guess. But at the same time, for Windows users, you can build your own PC um, with all different parts. And Microsoft has no involvement in any of those parts. Uh, They might have deals with like Intel or something like that, but they don't have any involvement with those parts. Windows is purely a software. Um, So it's literally a software. It's not a hardware of any sort. Whereas Apple have got both sides of the game so that's why they can offer it but microsoft still wants people to be on windows and it wants people specifically to be on windows 10 so it's better for security and stuff like that absolutely and it it still stands to gain i mean it doesn't the fact that it doesn't sell the pcs itself it wants to people it wants people to be on that platform and i don't understand how charging for it yeah makes any sense yeah i was was thinking about it i mean all i can think is that they can no longer afford to (laughs) because why else would it not be free if they want everyone to be on it because they still offer um the office suite on like iPad, for instance, for free. Yeah, you have to maybe get a subscription to use all the. I, I just assumed features. it was going to be a fake deadline. Yeah, and, and so what? It, it is genuinely. It does now. actually I seem to be now? I just thought they get. Oh, you have to do it by now. You have to do it by now. Oh yeah. well, we'll extend it a bit. Yeah, but they haven't. Well, no, that's the thing. I mean, I, it to me in terms of like a business sense, to me personally, it makes sense because they they have to they have to make money somehow through their software. If they don't charge you for the software, um, and you 
download it for free, like Linux almost, like an mm. open source uh, software, then the only way they're going to make money is via adverts. And the last thing you want is adverts on your own home PC, on your own software, which makes no sense. Again, it's different for Mac and Apple. Yeah, I suppose uh, Apple makes money directly selling software but via hardware, whereas Microsoft, Basically. most Microsoft uh, products... I mean, sorry, most Windows products probably on Microsoft hardware. Right? Yep. Yeah, Can, exactly. Couldn't Microsoft just double down on the enterprise, though, and, and keep the consumer uh, uh, operating system free and then try and make money off the, the the IP that they've always made money off? So the Office products, you know, they, they, they still charge for those um, and, and all the other sort of additional products they offer. But the actual operating system being charged, as David said, just seems bizarre in 2016. Mm-hmm. From, the, from the B2B side of things, Scott... Um, do you know about Windows 10, how it's been taken on by companies in the enterprise? Or Yeah, I mean, it's it's popular. It's, yeah. like Windows is, is still a really popular enterprise product. Um, and I think Windows 10 actually has gone down quite well. I, mean, I know that um, I wasn't actually reporting on tech when XP and Vista and all that were around, but I know that they um, plummeted uh, Microsoft's <laughs> standing quite a bit. People didn't like the products, and then Windows 10 was a bit of a return to form. Mm. Um, and we we hear far less complaints about it. So, and and we know that <coughs> Nadella is doubling down on on business customers and enterprise customers. Um, so again, it just seems a bit bizarre that they're not just giving the consumer stuff away to make mm. sure that they have some sort of brand loyalty. I think probably from like a boardroom level though, they do feel like they're doing everyone a favour. They're probably really annoyed yeah. <laughs> that everyone's complaining. <laughs> they're giving them this free upgrade. Yeah. Like it shouldn't really be like that. But I think um, there's an anniversary edition. Yeah. Supposedly, I don't really know why they're calling it that. If it's only about a year old. But that'll come out on August the 2nd. So, listener, if you download as soon as possible your free update for Windows 10, am I right in saying the anniversary edition will then be free update if you already have the software? Is that how it works? It's quite confusing. Yeah, so the anniversary is just an update, actually. It's an update on Windows 10. Which will be free. Which will be free, exactly. So the anniversary update brings a few changes um, and it's going to be free for everyone. Uh, But it's out on the 2nd of August, which is couple of days later obviously from yeah. the 29th of july um and yeah the changes that brings is well mainly the the, the biggest concern for most people is that cortana is going to be forced upon people <laughs> um so for people who don't know what cortana is it's a search mechanism almost like um siri which is all voice activated um and it searches the web in this case bink which is absolutely useless in my opinion um <laughs> and uh so that usually is resides in the start menu um of your windows um, system now, unfortunately, now you can't turn it off, whereas previously you could. Meaning, so what, do you mean, what do you mean by turn it off? Like, can you turn Siri off? Yeah, you yeah, just leave yeah. Siri alone, though, don't you? What, but you can actually, oh, you can actually, you actually turn, it can turn it off. Because Siri does now have always on. So if you yeah. say, hey, Siri, by accident, then that would switch it off. <laughs> but you, yeah, you can. <laughs> there, is, we, there is an option where you say, no, Siri, and it switched it off mm. completely. And you can't do that on Katana. Supposedly, um, with, the, with the new anniversary update for people who are on, like, um, insider builds, um, they've said that you can't turn off Cortana, meaning that whenever you search, well, personally, when I hit the Windows key, um, brings up the start menu, and I can search straight away for, say, I don't know, Battlefield to, as, as a, to play a game. Now, when I type that in, it will search first via Cortana rather than my own operating system. At least that's what I understand from it. So it searches using Cortana even if you don't speak? So it- yeah. yeah. Cortana's like text-based as well. You just type in the start bar. Yeah, oh, I like, thought, like I thought it was Siri literally for Mac. the voice activation technology itself. Yeah, it's both. It, it is, it's but the it's search both. engine underneath that, and it, yeah. exactly. So, like, uh, just as in like Siri, like you can ask, so, you can ask a question, and it will search the web as well. 
also give you like I don't know, set, set a cal- calendar invite or whatever it is. Yeah, so, it's an it's a natural language interface, both typed and spoken, basically. Yeah. But Nadella, like, this doesn't surprise me. Nadella bloody loves Cortana. <laughs> like, because like last, I think it was um, at the last big conference. It must have been at Build when he was saying that bots are the new apps, and he's absolutely doubling down on sort of voice-based commands. You're doubling um, down on the words doubling down. Am I? You've yeah, triple just... doubled down. <laughs> nice. Um, and yeah, basically any any sort of natural language um, way to to get access to information or your or applications is is absolutely Microsoft's sort of focus. So it doesn't surprise me that Cortana's being put front and center of this update. Is that more from a business point of view that he's trying to get that to happen? What does he think? That's that, that tends to be the context that I hear him speaking mm. is normally in a business context. Um, but I assume that 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 sort of switches over to the consumer um, in a similar way. I mean, Microsoft generally is quite a functional os anyway yeah. isn't it so so like i mean do you think this strategy of pushing this free update on users will help them it hasn't really helped their pr in the short term but you would assume it's going to help them in the long term moving that many people over i think they want it then they want something ridiculous like a billion people on it yeah and there's like two hundred thousand. well no <laughs> maybe, no maybe a bit more than that <laughs> well, sorry there's, Satya. there's 350 million okay that's but not too shabby it's it's not shabby at all um i mean just Going back on one of your questions, you said, "Is it is it something that's worth it?" I personally think I, w- I was against the whole privacy thing of Windows 10 and how it's intrusive. Yeah. But for someone who's used XP, Vista, seven and eight and eight point one, ten is by far the best operating system. And I, I think it was Matt and Jim they they wrote an article on PC Advisor saying mm-hmm. it took thirty years for Microsoft to finally get it right. It com- combines performance and um, user interface all into one and makes it just perfect uh, especially if you want to integrate that with uh, mobile or tablets as well true so they are trying to do that bless them yeah we're almost not should i say not like um, apple but in in that same respect that they've got various platforms which all work fantastically they want to create one platform that works on all including on the xbox as well so integrating more windows 10 features on xbox so to answer your question it's it is a forced update um and it does feel like it's kind of pushed onto you but at the same time if you embrace the actual change then you will you will thoroughly enjoy it um at least in my opinion um from is my it, experience is it still horribly tile based no, so that's that's what they they took away. So Good. they they took the Windows eight uh, feature of I think I can't Metro UI as yeah. what it was called. They took that completely away. Um, but instead, you can have live tiles in your start menu, but that's sure. optional. Okay, so you, cool. So that's you know they they took the best of both worlds yeah. really. Brought the start menu back, put the live yeah, tiles. Yeah, because there back. was one iteration where it just felt like everything was going to be tile based, and that yeah. was what they were going to. That was how you're gonna like yeah, work with like it. No good. <laughs> I think they they it's realized they screwed up at that 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 rate, and everyone was like, "No People Windows, it, yeah. no Windows 8," and it was so bad that the integ- the um the people taking. Uh, Windows 8 and actually installing Windows 8 was lower than Vista, and Vista was deemed as the worst operating system in the world. <laughs> so well, there you go. Give yeah. it to show. Yeah. There you go, listener. Uh, update or spend loads of money getting something that we would thoroughly recommend. Excellent. Cool. Just going to go around the room, ask some questions. Uh, Windows 10, 10 out of 10, or 10 things I hate about you? I'd rate 10 out of 10, mate. Scott Gary? Uh, 10 out of 10. And David Price? Uh, I, don't, I don't really know. I haven't used it. Let's just say 10 things I hate about you. <laughs> or maybe 6 out of 10. <laughs> 6 yeah. things I hate about you. <laughs> 6 things David hates about uh, Microsoft. Great. Cool. We'll be right back after this to talk about Verizon. Verizon. 
Sometimes, tech companies aim a little higher than they really deserve to. Like a tech Lance Armstrong, Yahoo got a little bit too big for its boots, and even though it's yet to cry like a sniffling wretch on Oprah, its days in its current form are over. Verizon, the US telecoms giant, has just bought Yahoo for $4.8 billion. Scott Carey, is that a lot of money for Yahoo, and has Verizon spent its money wisely here? Please talk us through tech's latest mega merger. It's an absolutely ridiculous amount of money. <laughs> it's, too, it's a lot. It's ridiculous. Right. It's, um, Please tell us why. So they, they bought, Verizon bought AOL last year for a similar amount of money. Yep. And now they've bought um, Yahoo for a crazy amount of money. And it pretty much is like buying Cristiano Ronaldo and Wayne Rooney now <laughs> for $100 million each right. and expecting that to be the cornerstone of your team for the next 10 years. I so don't know foot, much about so football, football. Analogy, David. <laughs> but I, I thought Cristiano Ronaldo was good at football. So he's good now and he's probably right. going to be good for the next year or two. And then after oh. that, he will drop off a cliff. Oh, that Wait, would make him worse Not literally. Well, that would definitely make him worse at football. Yeah. If it's like the uh, Will Ferrell in uh, Austin Powers, <laughs> breaks both his legs. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd be hard to play football with, with no legs. Um, <laughs> it got really dark. <laughs> Wait, so, so why has Verizon bought AOL, AOL presumably for its ad technology? Both. Um, right. So it looks like they've bought both for their ad technology. So right. they bought AOL because it was quite good at programmatic and online advertising. It looks like they bought um, Yahoo for similar reasons. They've they've got a pretty good suite of tools for programmatic, for video, for mobile. Um, but doesn't matter how good their like suite of tools are, they're still miles behind the Facebooks and the Googles. This well, that's what I was going to ask you: Is Verizon doing this to try and compete on a sort of data bank level? Yeah, yeah, which is stupid. Yeah, <laughs> and why is it stupid? Because um, like Facebook's results came out today, and they just check my notes. They um, brought in 6.2 billion of ad revenue this quarter dollars dollars okay <laughs> um verizon just bought yahoo for 4.4 billion yeah so it's like it basically facebook is is not far off being a mobile ad monopoly yeah it's got like 84 percent of that figure comes from mobile mm-hmm. um so even if verizon buys yahoo and takes like a small chunk and it buys aol and takes a small chunk it's still competing on like a tiny tiny scale against a brand like Facebook, which is like, there's brand awareness, millennials know what it is, and they know how it works, whereas Yahoo, like most millennials probably don't even know what Yahoo is, they've probably just seen it every found, now and then. I found out that Yahoo is actually an, uh, it's actually an, like a, Yeah, I found yeah. out today. Do you know what it stands for? Do you know what Yahoo stands for? Yet another hierarchically organised oracle. That's awful. It's <laughs> terrible, isn't it? That's... I think they're kind of yeah, they're making their own bed if they start their whole business and call it yet another. <laughs> yeah. I is, mean, that, is that a backronym though? I don't know. I think uh, I'm pretty sure that that's what it was always intended to start. Well, what for. I mean is they must have decided to call themselves Yahoo and then like several months in they have a lot of wish of trying to make it stand for something. Oh, I see. I don't know. Joker. We'll have to check. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, Scott, you saying that that 4.8 now is a lot. Um, yeah. Obviously, inflation and everything, but again, consult my notes. Microsoft offered to buy Yahoo in 2008 for $44 billion. Yeah. And during the dot-com boom, so around 2001, it was worth $125 billion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, it was the Google of its day. It, it yeah. absolutely and was. And why would Google have sold? Like, if you, hindsight's beautiful, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was the absolute giant of its day, but it, it just never really adapted, um, which is, you know, is easier said than done, but... Like, they, there was a, I think the more important figure is not that Microsoft failed to buy them for the 44 no, billion. No, I think not. it's more important that Yahoo failed to buy Google. 
Um, Yahoo offered, yeah, Yeah. Yahoo offered three billion for Google in 2012, no, 2002, Mm -hmm. before they'd even got, before Google had even gone public. Yeah. Um, Google wanted, valued themselves at five billion. Yahoo bulked bulked at the price. Uh, It's now (laughs) looking like that would have been a really good deal for them. Um, although Yahoo's track record of buying companies and making them successful would suggest that Google would now be crap because they are not very good at doing <laughs> no. that. And also it would have been really weird if they bought a company that had then become um, fantastically more valuable than they were themselves. Like yeah, they well, Ali- they would have... Alibaba. Yeah. And, they, and then they were stuck in this position where everybody knew that the only thing that was making money was Alibaba. Yeah. And then the when var- they had yeah. to sell it... The Verizon deal doesn't include the Alibaba assets either, does it? No, I think it does. Oh, does it? Because um, what they got left of it, but they had to sell yeah, it. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Maya, uh, she was trying to spin it out um, as its own Marissa company. Marissa Maya, who's just stepped down as CEO. No, she's still CEO. Okay. She's on still there. hanging on in. Um, not sure what will happen to her. Or the fifty-five or, million dollars. Probably. Yeah, or the Yahoo, <laughs> um, or the Yahoo uh, brand might might also be at risk. Um, yeah. Not that it's got any relevance anymore. I think it does for a lot of people. You talk mm. about millennials, but I'm being I'm people. being hot takey. <laughs> 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 Same fires everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, anybody over the age of 30, maybe not 30, maybe 35, has a very strong emotional sort of resonance for Yahoo. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, we grew up on these the sort of websites. One of the first websites you websites. used, right? Yeah. It was your homepage. Yeah. You know, someone like that or AltaVista. Mine used to be AOL, yeah. Good Arsene time. Jeeves. Yeah. All the greats. <laughs> um, do, have you ever used like a Yahoo product? Yahoo Mail? Uh, I, I think I did have a Yahoo Mail account. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That I used for signing up to things that were going to spam me. Brilliant. That is <laughs> your brand that affiliation right there. <laughs> like sums it up really, doesn't Nail it? Nail on the head, yeah. So I mean, like I mean, Verizon is a massive telecoms operator. 
mm-hmm. but because of the size of the US, it's pretty much the only one that can claim to be nearly nationwide. But it's not like the UK where you have a nationwide operator; no. it just doesn't exist. So, do you think they're trying to monopolize in that way? Do you think that they're going to try and compete on some level with Facebook and Google, and they think if we get as much data as we can from as many customers as we can? perhaps there's an opportunity to monetize. Yeah, if we're going to look at sort of um, Verizon's approach here, they, they're an, they're an analog business. They're a telecoms provider who are looking to move into the digital world. And, and yeah. by acquiring AOL and Yahoo, they're going to try and break into the digital advertising market. They've, they've acquired some really good content businesses. Yahoo still gets huge amounts of web traffic in the US. It's okay. still like quite a trusted news site. Um, and they've got a few sort of media entities as well that, mm-hmm. um, that pull in a lot of traffic. So um, Verizon are definitely making a play on the US market. I just think that's a bit myopic to sort of just go after the big US market when companies like Facebook and Google are, are dominating on such a global scale, considering the price tag as well that they paid for it. Yeah, maybe they secretly think that something like Yahoo is a bit more worldwide than it actually is. And they think yeah. they might get that reach because, I mean, probably... I without being patronizing probably most some people in this office probably don't know who verizon are maybe mm. so like it's not like it has like what you like say a worldwide no. resonance um are they, do you think this will be the end of these kind of deals are there any are there any dinosaurs hanging around still that are trying to get bought up because if you think yeah, 4.8 yeah, like, is a lot for yahoo there must be some other alien companies out there I'm trying to think of the other survivors of the dot-com boom like yahoo were, were one of the better survivors coming out of the uh the bubble bursting um but yeah, there's not not many that I can think that, that no. are still hanging around. The funny thing is, Yahoo actually bought a couple of them. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they bought uh, Tumblr for one point one billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Tumblr that that will like that has always tried to monetize and just has no way of monetizing. It bought for over a billion dollars, and then it also bought Flickr, which is still a popular product for some people. But again, it's just a fading force um in amongst all the other sort of free and good apps like google photos and things like that yeah i just wanted to very quickly play a game <laughs> please do um so marissa mayer made 49 acquisitions during her time as ceo of yahoo okay um and i'm going to run through a few of my favorites <laughs> and so this company she's bought in the this is companies years. that she brought into yahoo and um a lot of them sound like they are jokes from silicon valley but they're but they're not okay great um so is this real <laughs> is this a real acquisition or Something am i making it up? up okay go okay snip.it it's real yeah yeah she bought she bought that company okay. um Isn't that, that's a, a url um what do you call shortener. it shortener yeah well right? done yeah you actually know what it is um tomfoolery <laughs> <laughs> i want it to be true but it's probably not it is oh my god <laughs> she bought a company called tomfoolery um, bread. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit like Alan Partridge's. What Monkey got? tennis, yeah. Bread. Uh, no. Yep. Oh wow. Are they all yes? <laughs> and last one is um, pitch without the I because it's a tech company. Uh, I'm gonna go with yes then. Yeah, yeah. She, she bought, bought all, all of companies. those companies and another forty six wow. to go with them. So. Um, that this this is the downfall of Yahoo. It, she basically took a Liverpool post Suarez approach of buying loads <laughs> of average assets with their with their money, and you none of she's them, the Brendan Rodgers of the time. That's exactly what I'm saying, and none of them have come good. Yeah. And now you've got to look again at like trying to rebuild, um, and it's a really really difficult thing to do once you've already used your assets, once mm. you've made those decisions and spent that money. It's hard to come back. Well, does she feel she's out of a problem now because it's been bought? 
No, it's not her problem anymore. No, exactly. No, she's <laughs> going to get a massive payoff either way. Yeah. Um, and and I'm not sure what her career will do after that, but this was this was definitely her big big move. Um, there's, there's a feeling, isn't there, that she a she couldn't have ever saved it, that it was yep. doomed before she took over, even though she subsequently made a series of howlers, mm-hmm. she, yeah. she could never have saved it. Snippet. And also her final, <laughs> her final um, uh, strategic move was a very good one, which is that she pushed up the value. Yes. They wanted to pay one, yeah, one and a half billion less than they eventually did. Yeah. That is some, that's like, I can use some football now. That's like Derby County pushing up the price for Seth Johnson. Um, <laughs> Who eventually went for about seven million, I think, in the end, and was worth about two pounds. Um, you just, you know, you got something that's worth nothing, and then you go, "Oh no, I won't, I won't sell, I won't sell." She did really well, I think, at the end. Yeah, that that was probably one of her best moves. Um, yeah. And yeah, fair enough. I don't know where she goes <laughs> from here, though. Uh, no, I'm not quite sure where her career goes from here, but um... well, we we probably won't ever talk about her again on the pod. So. No. <laughs> Thanks, Marissa. Thanks for the memories. Thanks for the bread. (laughs) Thanks for the bread. That is is a great way to sign off. Thank you. Uh, So Verizon Sport Yahoo. Um, Just going to go around the room with my question. Christopher, acquisition on or acquisition off? Acquisition. Oh, okay. He's feeling good. They got a good good price for it. Scott Carey? Acquisition off. Oh, David Price. A snippet. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Okay, uh, right back after this, we'll be talking about Apple's mountains of gold. Quite frankly, I don't want to live in a world where a company's quarterly earnings of $42 billion is considered an alarming signpost of failure. Maddeningly, I do live in that world, listener, and so do you. And that world belongs, surely still, to Apple. This week, everyone's favourite Californian tech vampire announced its (laughs) Q3 financials and clickbait headlines were born. But not ours, obviously. David Price. Why do we take such an interest in Apple's financial results? Uh, and can we really glean anything tangible from these ones? I'll answer that in a minute. Why is it a vampire? <laughs> oh, it just sucks money out of everyone. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, that's not as unpleasant it's as a nice sucking vampire. blood It's out. a nice friendly vampire. It leaves you products. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to suck your product. <laughs> well, anyway. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm trying to think of friendly vampires. Was Cruz a the friendly count, vampire? The Count of the count. Street was Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Count. One life on. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Dracula and Dracula is supposed to be sort of seductive as well as evil. So you're yeah, supposed but to sort of like him at the same time as not. Anyway, this is very much off sure. topic. Um, it's all good Apple, stuff, though. It is. Apple has reported its Q3 2016 uh, financial results. Okay. Try and stay awake. It's um, and everything is everything is down basically. Okay, um, but how? But forty two billion is considered down. Yeah, I know. It's um, it's it's a measure of how amazingly they've done over the last couple of years. Um, that they're now going through a slightly weaker phase, and okay. it's it's sort of disappointing. Um, they made, as you said, forty two billion dollars. Um, last year, uh, in the in the equivalent quarter last year, they made forty nine billion. Um, and they've made a profit of seven point eight billion, uh, which is down from ten point seven billion a year. Ago. Okay, so I can see how, yeah, maybe losing a third of profit. Yeah, in a it's quarter. it's it's not brilliant, um, and it, it does give you a sort of um, an idea of how much the iPhone dominates uh, Apple's um, well-being. iPhone sales are down, therefore Apple is down. Okay, and it makes and you look at the graph. Um, <clears throat> Of iPhone sales over the last couple of years, and it's been up and up and up and up, and then the last couple of quarters it's been down. It looks like maybe they've peaked. Yeah. Maybe everybody that wants an iPhone has an iPhone. Maybe people don't particularly want to upgrade anymore, and that makes people look ahead to the future and they start thinking, well, without the iPhone as this stellar performer or less stellar performer, uh, how is Apple gonna? How is Apple gonna prosper? It'd be is nice it if they trouble? brought out a laptop. That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, or should we we should jump ahead to, to Max as well then. Max sales are down. Yep. Um they sold four point three million Max and made five point two billion dollars out of that, which compares to four point money. Yeah, <laughs> really jump change. Jump change. <laughs> <laughs> which compares to 4.8 million and 6 billion. Yeah, they could have bought Yahoo and, and change. <laughs> they, they, really, they really could. It's amazing. I've, well, I've got some comparisons uh, here. Do it. Um, That's so, the rustling of paper. <laughs> yeah, it is. Old school. Um, so uh, part of um, Apple's uh, financial results is its services um, department, which includes things like the App Store and stuff like that. It's a, a very much a smaller part than the iPhone, but that made $6 billion in this quarter. Does that include Apple Music? Yeah, it does. Brilliant. And Apple Pay and things like that. Um, $6 billion. It made $6 billion, and that's you know very much a small part of its uh, performance. That's the same as McDonald's made in, <laughs> uh, in the last quarter. No way. Um, and McDonald's, you know, fairly large company. Yeah. Um, Facebook, it's about the same as what Facebook made in the last quarter. It's the same sort of uh, order of things um it, it's it's just huge it's just silly money um, yeah. that apple is making but it's making less money than it used to and presumably there was a point in yahoo's history when it was it was still going we're making loads of money and somebody somewhere thought yes but the graph is pointing downwards mm-hmm. um and, and didn't worry anyone then yeah i mean it, 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 it worries yeah. plenty of people now oh yeah uh, about apple Probably prematurely. Um, I, I think they're fine. I, I think they're absolutely <laughs> fine. But they are getting to the point now where they rely on the iPhone and the iPhone is maybe not going to be the cash cow it has been for all that much longer. Yeah. Well, is this the thing that used to happen where they would now come out with a new killer product? Yeah. But they, since Jobs, well, they're struggling to, to bring that new killer yeah, product the, to Yeah, the Apple Watch. Um, they, <laughs> they slipped that. I know. <laughs> you guys always... <laughs> You give me such a hard time with the Apple Watch. I love the Apple Watch. But they slipped the Apple Watch out at exactly the, um, the, the, that moment where the last ones were tailing off and they were like, oh, here's, here's Apple Watch. Mm. And, and the Apple Watch, is that okay? It's massively, massively dominating the smartwatch uh, sector, but people just don't particularly want smartwatches. Um, they didn't even actually say how many Apple Watches they sold. They, right. they folded it into um, a category called other products. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> which itself only made $2.2 billion. Uh, and that includes oh, the Apple TV oh, yeah. as well and the iPods. Um, they, we think IDC Research, um, which is connected to our own company, actually, uh, says they reckon they sold 1.6 million Apple Watches this quarter, which is you know which Globally. is okay. Yeah. But, but clearly, as you say, that's not going to replace it's, the yeah, iPhone. Yeah, it's a small market. Just a, just a question: Do, With the iPhone sales, is that also general smartphone sales down? Like, is, is Samsung's for, uh, phone sales also dropping? The... No, funnily enough, Samsung is doing really well. Um, oh, okay. actually, Reportedly, yes. yeah, sales well, up I mean, due to the S seven range. Yeah, something? exactly. Yeah. yeah, they're doing really good. They they actually made um, very slightly more revenue than Apple did in this quarter, but slightly less profit. So, mm-hmm. but they but they're on the up. Yeah, um, they're. they're Figures are up from the last quarter, or the last year. But I mean, with Apple, is it? It's a company that seem we're we seeming to suggest here. It, it earns all this money, but it's all through consumer relationship with their brand. If people yeah. think that the iPhone line is tired or the Mac line is tired, like Scott is clearly waiting for a new MacBook Pro. But um, do you think a lot of consumers are being like, "Oh, this is the plateau now"? I mean, yeah. there'll always be people who queue up and go and buy an iPhone on the first day. 
but, but there's yeah, there's not enough of those. To, not, there's not, a, it, it's the, not the same vibe anymore, is there? No. Well, the, the key thing for Apple is that it sells well to. Um, and again, I'm going to I'm going to criticise millennials. Um, <laughs> I, I think the key market is not millennials. I think the key market is um, people in their 40s and 50s who have loads okay. of money and yeah. aren't quite as tech savvy. Apple is Apple sells so well to them yeah. because its products, you know, has that thing about they just work. They don't quite just work, but they're they're generally user friendly, simple to use. Um, I think um, I think it's struggling to find markets. I think, as I said before, um, I'm assuming they've been hammered by the um, the uh, Chinese market as well, because yeah. um, the Chinese market isn't buying as much yeah, as they true. as they were. So. Um, the fashion, the high high fashion market is really struggling at the moment. Companies like Burberry are like uh, looking at sacking staff because like the demand from the Chinese market is just dried up since yeah. um, since their currency has has plummeted. Um, and I I assume that's hitting Apple just as hard they, as they did mention that. Actually. Yeah. yeah, that's one of their sort of justifying reasons for. In fact, they Tim Cook said that the uh, the results were better than they expected. Okay, uh, I mean, and they are. He would. <laughs> but, I mean, they are, you know, genuinely at the top end of um, of the predictions that they made. Yeah. At the end so, of the I mean, quarter. like in, in recent memory, past maybe four or five years or so, has it always been an upward spike? Is this making headlines they, they because it's the first downward curve? Or I mean, there were there were downward trends in the last quarter as well. Okay. It was always going to um, plateau though, wasn't it? it you, yeah. I mean, you you literally cannot no. keep going up as fast as the iPhone sales did. No, you can't. Before, can't. Before, before long, there are more sells sales and there are people on the planet yeah you can't make 10 billion in profit every quarter you just can't do it but you know they're they're doing well i was just um, gonna say that for the iphone so most people associate iphone with expensive even if you got the se which is still quite expensive even the 5c that when that came out that was still very expensive it wasn't really yeah people they managed to create the idea that it was a budget iphone yeah but it was really wasn't i'm just trying to think how much was it like 400 quid or oh yeah that's not cheap so, no. <laughs> so I'm just trying to think because like my phone that I've got in front of me um, the Honor 7 I bought that for like 170 quid yeah. and it works fantastically it does everything I need more than everything I need yeah. um, I'm just trying to think that can it make phone calls it can yeah surprisingly <laughs> that's a dad joke <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm just trying to think like if Apple really aimed at budget for once as in it had the same build quality but the specs, it doesn't have to have a quad core. It can have a dual core. It well, can I mean, have... the, the specs they deliver are always underpowered compared to the competition anyway. That that wouldn't be yeah. how... If, if they were to make a budget phone, they would have to make compromises on their margin, which they're never going to do. They would never do that, yeah. <laughs> or on build quality. Because um, when you were saying about China, I thought straight away of the Indian market. And yeah, the they're, Indian they're doing market, okay in India. But um, it's just that over there, budget phones do a lot better. Like Nokia... Yeah. When it was when Nokia was around, it did so well in India because it was such a budget phone. But when but you it say just when you say it did well in India, do you mean they sold lots of units, or do you mean they made lots of money? Oh, that's that's another question. Yeah, because they a- sold a Apple lot of has units. made a conscious decision that it will pursue the premium end of the market. Yeah, um, and it, and the margin it gets on each phone it sells is incredible. And and it, it's been the case for a long time that more Android phones are sold, but they don't make anywhere near as much money on yeah. them because they just yeah, sell the, more, more and more money. So. It was the, the reasoning why I mentioned it is because you were saying like who it appeals to, the people who have a lot of money, which I totally agree. Yeah. But if you want to appeal to those, I don't know, say the 16-year-old who wants a, an iPhone, they could never afford it and their parents are never going to buy them a really expensive phone. Especially but if but are their parents, are their parents the 40 to 50 year olds with disposable income? Yeah. 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 So what, they, they want people yeah. that can afford their products because yeah. I think the way they're looking at it now is as 
they kept talking about the install base and how big the install base was. Um, and, and even though they're not selling quite so many phones, they have an active user base that has lots of money because they had to because they bought the phones that are now buying apps. Um, and the amount of money that they are making through the app store is up 37%. Um, is that part of that $6 billion I talked about from the services yeah. um, department? In the future, this this could be what they do is that they just try and sell a decent number of phones, a decent number of upgrades, and then they make the money from third-party software sales, which is you know much easier for them. It's need to sit back and the money comes in. You know they didn't do though; they didn't buy Snippet, <laughs> which is probably where they've lost out here. You know they make acquisitions all the time. Oh, they do. They, said do. This. they, they, they just said keep they, it so quiet. Said they buy one every three to four weeks. Yeah, it's <laughs> just amazing. Yeah, I was going to say they did buy Beats by Dre for yeah, a ridiculous they, they, amount yeah. of money. They, they made a couple of really big ones, but mostly they just buy loads of small ones on, yeah. the, on the sly. Yeah, and then turn them into cereal, whatever. <laughs> Well, um, we, we won't go into it now because we haven't got enough time, but in terms of the new iPhone supposedly coming in September, we don't have to discuss the specs and everything, um, but will do you think just the simple introduction of a new iPhone at the time everyone expects it is going to be a boost for Apple? It should be. It should be. Uh, the weird thing is that the iPhone SE came out um, in this quarter and didn't give them a significant boost. I mean, they kept saying, oh, the iPhone SE has, has sold well, but um, they're still down on last the same quarter last year and the yeah. same quarter last year there was no new phone and this quarter with a new phone still slightly less i mm. mean admittedly yeah the iphone se is selling fine but i think you i mean you might be right it could be that everybody is waiting <coughs> for the iphone 7 they're all bored with the 6s and the 6s plus which are you know pretty insubstantial upgrades on the on the 6 and the 6 plus um it just it depends how good it is i don't think people got excited about the se like it's a very yeah. It's a very nice thing, but it yeah. does, it felt like it was like a, maybe a placeholder or a stopgap. Yeah, it's still, for, it still for people like, like me that want like to go yeah. back to having that sort of size phone. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's not going to make the splash that an iPhone Seven will. Like, make. Yeah, like you say, that they have to maintain their line, right? So we're going to assume that if it's called the iPhone Seven, they will still sell the Six S, but they will not sell the Six anymore, and the SE yeah. will, the SE will remain confusingly. But then yeah. they've got their three core products still, so it was kind of they had to do it at that point. Yes, uh, yes, I think that's how it works. But we, they, people think that there's going to be an extra one. Um, I don't know how right this the is. The Pro, the yeah. Pro. So there'll be an iPhone 7 Plus, an iPhone 7, you can make and an iPhone two 7 phone Pro. calls at once. <laughs> You're a pro. <laughs> I mean, it's just, if that is the branding, that's that's so confusing mm. that there would be an even, even though 7 we've got Plus an, iPad, and an iPhone 7 Pro. Even though we've got an iPad Pro and a MacBook Pro. Yeah, but there's no MacBook Plus. They killed it, yeah. The idea of having yeah. a Plus and a Pro, which are too close together anyway. Mm. I, I seen. I mean, they've done bad branding decisions before as yeah, well, so yeah. it, I wouldn't put it past them. But I think that would be a mistake. Although you do have different sizes of MacBooks, don't forget that. Yes, true. Like yes, 13, so, I mean, so they 13, could call yeah. it. So they, but they have different sizes of iPhone already. I mean, yeah. they could they could call it the six point five inch iPhone mm. or something. I mean, at least that would be clear what it was. Whereas Plus true, and Pro, true. what does that mean? Anyway. anyway, we will find out in September, listener. Uh, I hope I've not left a sort of negative taste. Oh, no, I, not I, think the, I think these they're sales making are, you know, hot loads of cash. <laughs> Everything is okay. The, the general feeling Apple. seems to be that they're a bit down, but they're better than was expected. And that's sort of... Well, let me ask you first, David Price. Apple's financial results, golden delicious or rotten to the core? 
it's neither of those two things. This is ridiculous. <laughs> answer the question. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> now you're not the host that we don't answer it correctly. But when you yeah, were the host, yeah, you've got to answer it the way I say it. Live by the rules, die by the rules. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know um, that yours is a rules-based podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call it Rotten to the Core. Okay, thank oh, you. Oh, that's much too much. No, oh, <laughs> Scott Carey. Golden Delicious. And Christopher Nassians. Golden Delicious. No, oh, David. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, we all love Apple. Golden Delicious. As ever, God bless each and every one of you for tuning in using your own free will, which is the highest compliment you could ever pay any of us. So cheers. We stood petrified as a three-horned tech-topic rhino ran at us today, and my, did we at least attempt to strike it down with verbal audio force. We hope you enjoyed the fight, and if you did, then please subscribe and tell your friends. Whichever way you've ended up here, please remember that you can also listen to us via iTunes, SoundCloud, Embedded Online, InBed Offline, at High Noon, or at Evensong. <laughs> we'll be back next Friday to run you a warm audio bath to relax your brain muscle in. So, go download Windows 10, set Yahoo as your homepage, and buy a new iPad. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. That's it. Say goodbye, guys. Bye. Bye bye. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.